So your last name is Singh, am I correct? Yes. You were, correct me if I'm wrong, you, your descendants, you know, your, your ancestors were part of an army that fought for that country. Which country, sir? What country are you from? Well, it depends. Do you mean my ancestry or do you mean where I was let, born? Let, let me put it this way, because we're talking about knives. The Sings were, were part of a royalty. And to this day, those that have that, that last surname of Singh, you are the only ones who are allowed to carry the ceremonial dagger. Am I right or wrong? Yes, I carry it with me now. I carry it with me always. Dag, nabbit. Now we get into the intercourse and truth. So. So would you like me to tell you about that? Yeah, what? Would you like me to t tell you some more about that? Well, you know, that's going to help the situation. So shall I elaborate? Absolutely. So Sikh history is something which I'm really proud of. We go, it goes back to the formation of the Singh lineage, which is about 300 years old. We, we were born out of a place um, in the Indian subcontinent where oppression was rife. There were the Mughals that were invading India and they were forcing everybody essentially to convert from their native faith to join with um, a, brand, um, a brand of Islam that was requiring everybody to become subverted. Um, and the Sings, the, 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 the Sikhs, rose up against that oppressive regime. And the leader of our order, our Guru, our Enlightener, they commanded that if you're going to be a Singh, if you're going to stand up for righteousness, that you must carry a sword with you at all times. That if anything oppressive should occur in front of you, that you'd have the means to dispel that darkness and bring light. And so since that day to this day, anybody that takes the name Singh, that's baptized in that name, and will wear that sword. It's not a ceremonial sword. It's a sword for real, uh, which all Sikhs carry, um, that, that are baptized in the name of the Guru. You just answered the American politics of why gangs are formulated the way they are. Yes, I think yes, I did. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. Well, in, in so far as you're saying that, well, I won't put words in your mouth, but your, your interpretation is that people will come together against a common enemy and, and, and they'll defend themselves. And it's basically oppression. Am I right or wrong? Y'all came, well, came together I, because of oppression? Yes, the same mentality. Did. How many did y'all kill? It's the same mentality. A crip believes what he believes in. A blood believes in what they believe in. Y'all had a, a, a shake. I'm considered a shake in, in certain communities. Y'all had a shake that got a certain way. Now let's go back to the term OG, double OG, triple OG. If they do not have the right teachings, gang, 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 murder, gang, murder, gang, then you're going to have what you have now. If they were nothing when they were children and, and they grew up and, be, and, and and didn't enlighten themselves, didn't advance spiritually, culturally, consciously, then, then that's all. And how many times have you heard them say, man, I'm a brim till I die. I'm a crypt till I die. But it doesn't elevate the state of the nation. It doesn't elevate the people. So when I was a child, I wanted to be accepted and loved by somebody. 
and, and, and gangs within themselves have a code and a discipline that they have rules and regulations. Did you know that we were one of the first in L.A. to make sure that everybody that was with us graduated from school? Did you know that the school would call us if they had a problem with any one of our people that they knew were part of us? We policed our own. We governed and parented, parented our own. See, so that's pretty amazing listen to me. Gang, 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 murder, gang, murder, gang. I've never been in a fucking gang. I've been a father all my life when I didn't even know how to be a father. The Jungle Creed said the strong must feed on any prey at hand. I was branded a beast and I sat at the feast before I was a man. I know my, I'm proud of my birth and well aware of my worth. I know who I am. I know what I'm supposed to do. Everybody has a price. They just ain't found mine. That's pretty deep. It is a difference in the people that you have talked with that only have a small and limited amount of number one edutainment and number two, life experience. That does not make him an OG. Because he is 45, 50, 60 years old, does not make him a man. It makes him an old male. It is only through life experience that you get wisdom. And so many of them don't have the wisdom and this is why I refuse to even answer to that title of OG. I sent people to, to, to college. I sent them to Morehouse College. I sent them to all. I had four scholarships when I graduated high school. And it was an all-boys school. It was a reform school. You cannot, you cannot tell me that I am a product of my environment. The earth is my turf. I'll go where I want to go. I'm a free-thinking slave born in America. Although still the stones may imprison my body, my mind is still free to seek and caress. Although you imprison my body, you cannot stop my thoughts. Although you kill me, you cannot kill an idea. On that note, sir, I know that you're, you set up something called the Sidewalk University. It was one of my first companies. Can you tell us a bit more about that? Sidewalk University is the parent company that has subsidiaries. Uh, it, it has famous warrior management where I get people. I put, I can actually cast and put, I, I can take them and send them out on auditions for models. It's, they're called go sheets. I can send them to auditions for movies, television shows, short films, videos. Uh, I, 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 that's one of the things. That's it's famous warrior management. Then I have Sidewalk University now is a consulting company to where I consult with anybody that wants to know more about this particular culture and or saving lives and crisis management. The other company I have is called SELF, Survival Education for Life and Family, that deals again with crisis management, parenting. It deals with everything the church and the school has never taught us. It deals with the five steps of grief. It, 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 I'm a healer. 
I can't heal you because I ain't Jesus. I can't heal you, but I can show you how to heal yourself. So it, it becomes a holistic approach to dealing with people with trauma. Uh, uh, sidewalk publishing. I, I, I've, I've been in I don't know how many books. I don't know how many magazines. So now I write books. I publish books. I have a record label that I just started. See, when you say anti-war back in the 60s, the law of the universe, the law of attraction, the more you say anti, the more it fights against you. I'm anti-gang. I'm anti-drug. I'm anti-war. You get more war, you get more uh, uh, drugs, and you get more quote-unquote tribalism. So if I say that I have a pro-tribalism philosophy, people don't like that. But what I do, what I do is I've learned to master the art of listening. And I hear what an individual is crying out about. And if I can take that information and, and share it, not only with them, but put them in a position to where they can fulfill their passion and mission in life and get paid for it, they will never work another day in their life. It will become a labor of love. These are just some of the things that I do. We're not going to talk about the lives that I've saved. We're not going to talk about law enforcement, slave catchers that I've sat down with and gave them an understanding about human beings. We won't even call them gang because there's somebody's son, somebody's daughter, you know, somebody's brother, somebody's daddy. But, but if you call them a gang, you dehumanize them. You make them a fucking target. So when we talk about, I'm just trying to go back. When it was really hot, when it was really several several babies, toddlers, six six months old, you know, they, they were killed in gunfire. Listen, they were killed in gunfire. And the label said, you're a coward, you're a baby killer. Wait a minute. Are you familiar with, with John and Robert Kennedy? Yes. Presidents of the United States, correct? Yes. Do you know about their grandparents and great-grandparents? Nope. Rum runners. They were rum runners. How many of their, their, their great-grandparents and, and, and grandparents and fathers killed people? There is a balance in the universe. When the universe takes a life, it gives a life. And when you commit a crime, a moral crime, a universal crime, Western philosophy calls it karma. We are of African descent. We call that the balance in the universe. Whatever you put out, you're going to get back tenfold. So when you look at the, 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 the child that has been gunned down, you got to look at the parents and the grandparents because that life paid for a crime that the parents or the grandparents did. I believe this. Shit, I know this. There's a difference between belief and no. This I know. So can I ask you a question about that, Mr. Rogers? Absolutely. I understand in, in Eastern philosophy, we have the system, we believe in karma as well. We call it garam. Garam meaning that your previous actions will inform your current position and your current actions, etc. 
will, will inform your future position. But do, do you think it's fair that do you think it's fair that the sins of a father should be borne out by the sins of a child or a grandchild? Uh, look, what I know is that was an unfair question. I'm nothing but a meat sack. I'm a bag of bones. Who am I? To, my arms are too short to box with God. Look, that, that was around before me, bro. You, you know what I mean? And, and, and whoever I was in another life, if your life is filled with sin, you'll come back again until you get it right. My life didn't change. I've always been this way. People didn't know it, <clears throat> but I've always been this way. People are afraid of a man who acts wisely. Let, let, let's get that out the way. People are afraid of a man who acts wisely, you know, they, they don't understand it. Listen, when, when they profiled me, when, when law enforcement profiled me and I was in court and my lawyer sat down with the DA and, and, and that whole gang task force. And he said, you know, the good that Mr. Rogers does in, in those communities. And they said, yeah, we do. They say, you know what Mr. Rogers is. Their reply was, we have no idea. We, we, have, we know the good that he does, but we don't know what he is. And this is by a, a professional paid profiler by white supremacy. So what does that say either? Uh, two things. What does that say about them? And what does that say about me? And what does that say about systematical racism? That's something I wanted to come on to, systemic racism. You'll obviously be aware of what's happening in the world at the moment. Um, that's been triggered by the really sad events that have happened to do with George Floyd in uh, Minnesota. Um, but obviously that's brought on the world attention. But this has been happening for generations um, to people, to, to African-American males that have been pulled over. Look, let me stop but, you again. There's no fucking such thing as African-American. I can't be the goddamn slave and the master. African American, America. So if you listen to their their history, his story, they conquered the Africans from Africa and made them slaves. How the fuck can I be an African American? Thank you, Jesse Jackson, with your crying ass. Words have power. I cannot be the slave and the master. So how, how would we appropriately refer to Afri uh, Africans in America, I should say? Ah, ha, 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 we're gonna We're going to table that right now. Let's get to your question. But I just wanted to correct you. I can't be the slave and the master. And this is the lie. This is the force-fed miseducation that they tell the masses and they believe whatever masters say. Like, like the coronavirus. <laughs> okay, but... Let, let me get back to your question. Go ahead, sir. I ask it again. I was thinking about what happened to George Floyd, and we've all seen the footage. I'm sure you've seen the footage, the, the, the harrowing footage. Um, the extended interview, the, the extended footage shows him being arrested and then pushed in through the left side of the car as he comes out the other end. And, you know, Bruh, it's, it's I, really I disturbing for him. I'm an actor. I'm an actor. And, and, and listen, that, that whole thing, that whole thing. Questions that one has to ask them. Y'all don't know. Y'all in London. When a body is in crisis, they send in the EMTs, the, the RA, the rescue units, right? They didn't do that. 
when, when a body has been murdered, they set up yellow tape. They tape the area off to do the investigation of why that person was murdered. They didn't do that. There is something out here that I know about. They're called crisis actors. And they use these people over and over and over. It's part of the white supremacy system. The shootings in, in certain high schools, uh, the, the Ruby Ridge, are all these really life-changing events. Uh, all I'm doing is, is provoking thought. All right? I'm provoking thought. Those are facts. When, when a person is, is in crisis, they send in the EMTs. They didn't do that. When, when a person dies, they set up the yellow tape and they're courting off the area. They didn't do that. Then when I looked again at your footage, or the footage, not yours, the footage, it was faces that were familiar and they're called crisis actors. I'm an actor. This is what I do know. So that whole thing, that whole thing is suspect. How in the fuck somebody's going to put a goddamn pallet of bricks on a fucking corner <laughs> stacked perfectly? How I heard, I heard about that. For the benefit of the listeners, just to clarify, you're talking about um, pallets of bricks being placed at, at busy intersections, at busy junctions in where the riots were expecting to take place, almost like they were providing um, artillery to try and put fuel on the fire, yeah. doing that effectively. Absolutely. Absolutely. Look, the most, the most you're going to get out of, uh, out of people of color is a fucking big lighter or, or a dollar lighter. <laughs> you ain't going to get enough firepower to set a fucking police station on fire. That's a scary thought. No, wait, wait, wait. Hold up. I lived through the 65 riots. I lived through the 68 riots. I lived, I lived through <laughs> the 92 riots. I, 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 I lived through the, two, the 2020 riots. I, something is wrong with this. Those riots were contained in each one of those states. The 2020 riots went across America. How the fuck they going to ride in, in fucking Mormon country? Fuck out of here. It's not enough people of color to even riot there. They'll burn down the cornfields. See, something is wrong with that. And people believe whatever masters say. See, something is wrong with that. All 52 states went up. Something is wrong with that. And there's footage of people standing out there paying people to riot, giving out money. I, I, I mean, here's $100, here's $50. Go, go over there, throw this brick through that window. That is organized chaos. Organized chaos. If we're going to deal with it, let's deal with it. You know, and, and it's not from a superficial, uh, uh, the, 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 what is it, the, the revolution will not be televised. It, it, it'll be YouTube, it, it'll be iPhone, but it won't be televised. Cause they they shit they whooped the shit out of the fucking news people. <laughs> Mr. Rogers, who is organizing the chaos and why? I've been to prison, but I ain't been to prison for snitching. See, you in the UK, they'll come and get me. They will come and arrest me. Why aren't youngsters now that have got perhaps better education because of people like yourself that are serving the communities, raising um, education levels, um, looking to sort of re repatriate youngsters to a better way of life or a better understanding? Why is it 
that youngsters aren't leaving the gangs and gang membership is still going up, given that the there same are other fucking reason why they the... leaving the goddamn church. Because that's a picture of Caesar Borgo, who is that motherfucker's cousin. Same reason why they leaving the church, where a man who is so arrogant, he rewrites the Bible. Yes, sir, King James. Because there is an awakening, a conscious spiritual awakening. There is a conscious spiritual awakening. I will no longer listen to a slave master. I'd rather die on my feet than to live on my knees. Why would I send my children to a school to be taught by a slave master to only grow up to be a slave and go to their grave as a slave for the minimum wage? I did not graduate college or university, but my life experience is so vast. I run seven fucking businesses and everybody that works for me better have a goddamn degree. Why do they stay with the gang? Because there's a conscious spiritual awakening of what's real and what's not real. Why would I want to go to a university and get in debt by paying them motherfuckers so that they can miseducate me? Why would I want to go to a university to become a goddamn Greek instead of becoming what I am? Sugar and salt look just alike. And then when you when your palate finds out that one is sugar and one is salt, you quit fucking with one of them. Why is it? it, it it's because the crack epidemic. We didn't bring that fucking dope in here. We ain't got no planes. We ain't got poppy fields. That crack epidemic that flipped on those who wanted to get rich quick will give the guns and dope to the niggas. And then you find out that, that white America, I will get 50 years for selling crack and a motherfucker get six months of probation for a base pipe. And they're both, they're both cocaine. Welcome to America. Uh, uh, justice is blind. That bitch blind in a motherfucker but with a double-edged sword and an uneven-ass scale. Why? Because warriors recognize warriors. Souls recognize souls. And I know when I get caught and or chased by a slave master, I know what that motherfucker's going to do. Wait a minute. End game. 1980s crack epidemic. We didn't bring that dope in here. We have given birth to a generation of children who is now 18, 21, 25 years old that don't give a fuck about nothing. They're not afraid of God, guns, police, preachers, politicians. They're not afraid of anything. They were born to die. They're willing to die. Who, whose war chant is bring on the helicopters and the elephant guns to block out the sun and rat a tat 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 will be the only sound as we spread these goddamn blues around. Why? That's why. Because you as a scene got tired of your oppressor killing your people and forcing and making them to do shit. It is the same fucking mentality. Let's go back 400 years when Willie Lynch stood on the banks of the Mississippi River and he said, I will show you how to keep your slaves in line for the next 400 years. Now go back to when he said that. Uh, and they believe it was 1619 to 2019, 400 years. There is a retrograde 
there is something happening worldwide. It is the universe that's saying, it is the ancestors that are saying, this shit is going to stop. It is, it, it is the voices of Harriet Tubman. It is the voices of Nick Turner. It is the Haitian Revolution. It is the Gullah Gullah War. Mr. Rogers, you've obviously grown up um, and experienced firsthand, which is why obviously your, your sentiments are of great value in understanding the situation. Over here on the other side of the pond, across the, across the waters, across the seas, we've had snippets or, or short insights of, of what gang culture is like in, in, or tribal culture is like in Los Angeles. And one particular um, instance was the John Singleton film that came out um, in the early 90s. I'm sure you'll be familiar with it, Boys in the Hood. I knew John Singleton personally. I knew damn everybody that was in that film. That film was shot partly in my hood. What do you, what do you think of the film, firstly? I think that that bitch that y'all call a queen has been living too fucking long by colonial rule. That's what I think. That's what I know. That those were the fucking oppressors that actually start to take over the fucking land around the fucking world. That's what I know. So you've got snippets of, of, of gangs and shit that are going on there. This is not by no goddamn movie or a television. This is by the people that said, wait a minute, hold up. One of the motherfucking princes uh, uh, married ha, 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 a woman of color that lost every fucking thing. His ass was living in Canada. Now he in the L.A. So what, what, were your, what were your thoughts on the movie? I just gave you my thoughts on your Queen's movie. So in that movie, there's a scene which, which as, a, as a, I must have been 15, 10, 12 years old at the time watching that movie, that there's a scene which uh, at the time I didn't realise it was going to be so memorable for me. And I've often referred to it and reflected on it in understanding the establishment and the way the, the real powers control people. And it's a scene... Um, where Lawrence Fishburne is educating his son and his son's friends about about precisely what you spoke about earlier, how we don't have any we don't have any planes, we're not flying the drugs in, but yet we see um, people of color selling the rock, pushing the rock, and he talks about how we that why do you think there's a gun shop on every corner of every neighborhood? Because insofar as we're concentrating on killing each other, that we won't be concentrating on anything else. And I see echoes in those sentiments and what you said earlier about the ships and about the drugs. And do you, do you think that those sentiments are still true now? What I know is, is that liquor stores are in competition with churches. The, the gun stores are in all white neighborhoods. <laughs> but I'll get your ass drunk and make you believe in Jesus. Oh, Jesus Christ was a slave ship. One named Jesus, the other one named Christ. Every neighborhood is fully self-contained. They got churches, they got liquor stores, they got a cleaners, they got a gas station, and they stay confined within that fucking neighborhood territory. All right? Ain't no motherfucking gun stores. And, and there was one gun store, and I think the 92 Rides, it got broken into. Uh, 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 uh. That's an interesting, that's an interesting observation. Do you do you ever, do you think that in our in in your lifetime we will see a change in the way that Africans in America um, organize themselves to serve the communities compared right to the way that Africans? You're it right now. If I could You're just... living in the change right now, 
Listen. Let, Tell listen. me more. I'll, I'll give you something. <clears throat> Birdman, the rapper. Chris Brown, the singer, entertainer. I can't never think of this boy's name. He's an actor. They got together independently, put their money together, and they produced an independent film called C-Ball. These were young brothers that did this without studio backing. There is a change that's going on. How, how, how is it that you're saying things are changing? Beyond, beyond people that are very successful in, in entertainment, how does that translate to things changing on the ground, so to speak? I'll take that as a pertinent question. Thank you very much. Brothers get together. Again, it's cultural. Y- y- y'all might not understand this, but, but brothers get together and, and they'll go to a club and they'll reserve a table. Everybody will put in whatever they can put in. They'll reserve a table. They- they'll get bottle service. They'll pop bottles. Uh, they all put their money together to do something as stupid and moronic as that. So now you, you've got the same thing that goes on entertainment business. And that sets the tone. They lead by example. Because if, if, if they can do it, we can do it. Dope boys and brothers from the streets have always put their money together to piece up on some shit. Right? There, there, there are other communities there are other communities that put their money together to buy property. There are other people that put their money together to, to buy businesses. These are things that are not talked about in the media. How does it translate to there are youngsters that are being helped by you on the ground from the, from the wonderful work you're doing on the ground. But how, how, does, how does a few actors or, or um, a few entertainment artists achieving success translate to youngsters on the ground changing their day-to-day activities in terms of tribal involvement, tribal affiliation? I do not want to stop tribal affiliation. It's not my job. What I do is I change. No, 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 no. I elevate. I elevate the mindset of the individuals, not the whole fucking group. I, I, I elevate the mindset of the individuals to become independent leaders. It's enough followers. How many leaders do we have? This is what I do. So I'll, I'll take a, 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 a box of knowledge. I'll talk to a youngster. Youngster say, what your ass going to teach me? I say, I ain't going to teach you shit. It's not my job. What I'm going to do is I'm going to drop this box of knowledge right here on the floor. You got two choices. Either pick it up and look inside or trip over it. I don't give a fuck. See see how simple that shit was? See how simple that was? Nine times out of ten, they will pick that box of knowledge up. And they will come back to me within a ten-year span. And they will say, time that we were together, that confrontation that we had, changed my life. You didn't know that I was in all of the feeder schools. Feeder schools are elementary, junior high, and high school to go on into college. I was in the feeder schools in my neighborhood, and they would, again, I said this, they would call me, they would call us to deal with the discipline, <clears throat> the discipline <clears throat> of young adults, of, of children in those particular schools, because their parents couldn't do it. A, 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 a white psychologist couldn't do it. 
A fucking young ass social worker couldn't do it because they're not from our culture. They don't understand our pain. They don't have the life experience. So this is how I change their thinking. There's no magic pill for this shit. There's no cookie cutter. I have several children. And each one of my children have a different personality. And I have to share my life experience with them differently because each one of them learn different. I have I have an ex-felon as a child all the way up to a doctor. This is how vast their personalities are. One child just loves to burn and the other child just loves to learn, but God loves the both of them because it's a family affair. There's no book. Let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. What's the hardest hood in the world? Fatherhood. Parenthood. You're going to throw the mothers out. They're going to kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> Do you encounter a great deal of female Absolutely. youngsters that are, that are looking to part ways from, quote, gang, unquote, gang culture? Absolutely. Because at some point, I write this shit down. Etch it in stone. Every gangbanger, male, female, black, white, Jew, or Gentile, young or old, will stand at the crossroads and they will have to make a choice. So you got two different families. You got a family you create and you got a family that you are part of. And every gangbanger at, at different points in their life will stand at that crossroads and they have to choose. The thing is, if they choose, that big butt girl that rocks their world and then bring her into the gang, then they destroyed their own family. Because that gang was just a part of their maturity. There are nine steps to the rites of passage for this generation. And we've gotten away from that. We've gotten away from the, the, the African tradition of rites of passage. So they don't know when they're men or women. Just because you can, you 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 be you bleed you breathe doesn't make you a woman. Just because you can shake your butt on a pole don't make you a woman. Because you can knock somebody out with a right or a left, or you can impregnate everybody on the block does not make you a man. This is my encounter. This is my engagement. This is my challenge to them. Is to have them go through the rites of passage, and I have to do it without telling them that they're going through the rites of passage. A man has to stoop low enough to grab a boy by his hand and drag his ass kicking and screaming into manhood because they won't do it. Because now, now, two generations behind, they hid up under their mother's coattail like they did in slavery so that the slave master don't buck break them, which means homo make them homosexuals. See, so they learned that shit over 400 years to protect their sons. And, and this is where the, the lesbian and the homosexual, in my opinion, this is where this is, is a firm foundation. A lot of people are not born with, with alternative sexual desires. As that they join a game, they're looking for self-gratification, instant self-gratification. As that one gets into trisexualism, lesbianism, homosexualism, they're looking for self-gratification. They just want to feel good. Half of them ain't even gay. They, they just are tri-curious, bi-curious. They just want to feel good. 
I know you didn't ask for that, but it just fell out my mouth. Mr. Rogers. Um, oh, by the way, while it's on my mind, sir. 75% of California prisons are SNY, special needs yard, punk city, PC, protective custody. And they are more savage than the traditional prison gangs. They have to be to keep the other gangs, quote unquote, literally off their ass. So, so who, are the, who are those gangs? They're homosexual gangs. Uh, Flower Tucci, New Flower Tucci, uh, GBG, Gay Boy Gangsters. It goes on and on and on and on. And these, these gangs run the prisons? They don't run shit. They're in the prison. Can I ask you, Mr. Rogers, um, the, the Black Pea Stones? The main 21 was put together. There were 21 nations, 21 different tribes in Chicago. And they were put together by two people that when they were put together, henceforth, it went from Blackstone Rangers to Almighty Black Peacestone Nation. Once those 21 tribes came together and made up one nation. And it wasn't under my leadership. However, it was duplicated out here. <laughs> henceforth, the bloods. Same thing. And that's what you duplicated in L.A.? What was duplicated in LA? Yeah, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. That, allegedly. Yeah. I think I, I think I understand. You, Absolutely. Mr. There you go. So allegedly, the, the, allegedly, which obviously we can't comment on, um, and and perhaps you can't either. But from what you've heard, so the the bloods were formed, um, by way of sort of duplicating and seeing what happened in Chicago. Well, I don't, I don't know about all the bloods and that type of shit. I, I know about what I know about. And in terms of what you know about though, that 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 particular. Um, tribal group. The name was the the uh, the Black Pea Stones. That what does that mean? What does Black What does uh, Pea What does uh, Pea Stones mean? All is everything and mighty is great, consisting of the heavens, the earth, everything. The black and the stone. If you reverse that, there are those of us that are stone black, and we just don't know it. The peace stands for peace, pride, power, prosperity, political. It goes on and on and on. The nation, if you take the word organization and you break it in half, you've got organized and you've got nation. By no means are we a gang. That's fascinating, Mr. Rogers. Um, Wait a minute. Hold I know on. that you are. So the colors sure. are red, black, and green of the nation, which is like, the, you know, the, the, the red, black, and green flag. Red is for the sun. Green is for the earth. And black is for the people. So you let the red, brown, and sun shine down upon the black earth to make all green things grow. We are and always shall be almighty black peace stone nation. Then, see, it's, that, it's that... not a fucking game. Because when you, when you talk with anybody else, everybody else, you ask them about the ideology and philosophy of what they belong to. And you cannot. It's apples and oranges, bro. You, you cannot. It won't work. They can't do it. You know, th th there are three pillars. Th th there is the warrior state, the nation. Th th there is all Islam, the religion. And, and there's the more Science Temple of America, which is the nationality. It's not a fucking game. The way that you've broken down that the meaning of that name and provided some depth to the understanding of those different words that make up the name is really quite fascinating. You would, from someone who's outside of that that community in that country, that really is quite an 
it's quite an eye-opening thing to hear because as you can appreciate the media don't portray those groups of people um in a way that would suggest that they would have that level of depth in the meaning of their collective and it makes me wonder about some of the other names which we don't know about like for, I'll, I'll just throw it out there the, the name crypt for example i imagine there's some meaning behind that it's not just a word the word crypt probably has some deeper meaning as i presume does blood uh, it, it, it does but i'm not a crypt so who am i to speak on this shit Th this is why i'm so well respected i only talk about what i know i'm not a crypt i'm not i'm not qualified so, to, so in terms to, to of blood let, let me say this in new york the acronym for blood was like brotherly love overriding depression or some shit like that which is completely far nobody has ever done that in new york nobody it's bullshit. It's an acronym. That's all it is. Because if that acronym was the foundation of which they stood on, they wouldn't have the shit that they have going on now. In New York? Back east. I anywhere you hear that fucking acronym. When you say the shit that's going on now, what are you referring to? I've been to prison, but I ain't been to prison for snitching. No, I, you could tell it's more generic. I could, I could, I could we tell you the cow jumped over the moon in a purple Batman suit. <laughs> you said you've been to prison. What's it like being affiliated to the Bloods whilst in prison? Again, tribalism. You've got four different cars. White car, black car, Mexican car, and other. Other really means other. It means everything else that's in prison that is not black, brown, or white. Those are the four different cars. So when there's a riot, it's usually a race riot, right? It's usually a race riot because those cars, and I don't know why the fuck they call them cars. I don't know why they fucking say, never mind, I won't get on that shit. Okay. But, but that's the prison politics of that, all right? So Crips and Bloods that are mortal enemies, in the free world, they band together to survive in prison. You know, I, the, the tribalism is there are Crips and Bloods there, but when shit happens and it affects a whole race of people, that whole race of people get together. Doesn't matter where you're from. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. When you've been in prison, would you say that your tribal affiliation um, beyond skin color has assisted? So, for example, because I imagine there are also disputes within the race as well, right? Well, let let, let and... me say this. With me, the prison they sent me to and, and the jails that they sent me to, it was a different experience because of who and what I am. So I can't speak about the common convict or, or the common inmate. And, and see, mother, the slave master changed the name from convict to inmate. <laughs> I'm not going by that shit. Fuck are you to stand over me and validate me or label me. Fuck out of here. So with me, because of the work that I've done for the last 40 years, one thing they said in prison, every ethnic culture group said the same thing. Mr. Rogers, you are fair. You have been fair. And I play by the rules. I have no favoritism. If, if it's about the rules and regulations, I stick to the rules and regulations. I don't do that other shit. I don't do that. And, and I didn't know 
that that favor, that blessing, that protection was going to come back to me at that particular point in my life. So when I had a problem with, with, with some group of Muslims, the blood stepped in. When I had a problem with the Crips, the Christians stepped in. <laughs> oh, wow. I, I was well protected in prison. And, and, and law That's, enforcement didn't like that. They thought I was going to die and they thought I was going to get killed in there. They didn't like the fact that you survived? No, not, not at all. Listen, it was written on, on, on my paperwork. If I get more than three people around me, they would move me in the night, like a thief in the night, like a slave catcher. They would move me because they were afraid of a man who acts wisely. They were afraid of the organizational skills. Should they have been afraid of those? Shouldn't they be afraid of who? Of your organizational skills. Was that with good reason that they were I afraid? I can't speak for them, bro. I don't know what the fuck they're afraid of. I know they're afraid. <laughs> I know what they're afraid of, but I, I, I mean... I had the ability to think, and that scares people. People are afraid of a man who acts wisely. I read that you were a technical advisor for Denzel Washington's film Training. Well, I told you I was a producer, right? And that producer could be a consulting producer, it could be a segment producer, it could be an executive producer, it could be a co-producer. Absolutely. And that's not the only film that, that I've been a consultant on. The, the first movie I ever produced in my life was Colors. If you look at the credits at the end of the movie on Colors, my name comes up about five to seven times. It was the second movie I've ever done in my life. And I actually produced that movie. That movie was the one that opened the floodgates for all these other quote-unquote tribal gang movies. What, what do you think of, of all of those gang movies that came out in the late 90s and the early noughties, which one do you think is most true um, a reflection of of the of living in South Central Los Angeles, if any? Right now, right this second? Well, I'll tell you this. I will say this. I'll say this. Any television show or movie production that uses authentic and real people and, and makes in a couple of them fake-ass actors, you're going to get the real out of that because real is real. Real is real. Shows that that, that mix in real people from that particular part of life give the best representation of what it is because they're not acting. They're just living life in front of a camera. That's a really interesting idea. That, that's, that's, um, that, that's really quite refreshing to hear you say that. You can't, you can't act these things. These are just real or they're not, I suppose. That's true. That, that's, that's very true. And, and what I've heard... Uh, you know, the people who watch it and, and people who call me, they say, oh, man, so-and-so wasn't a real blood. Or... <laughs> no, he wasn't. No, he was an actor, a good friend of mine. He, he was an actor. You know what I mean? And, and that's what they do. Because they want an actor to say a certain thing. Real brothers from the streets, there's a code, and, and we don't break that code. We, we, don't, we don't break that code. You can't pay us enough to break that code. What, what's that code? Sir? Uh, of course you were going to ask me that. <laughs> I think you set me up for it. You got you? damn right I did. And, 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 <laughs> and what did I just say? I just said, <laughs> we don't break that code. <laughs> so what's the code that you that, don't that, break? That's like a, a, a magician sharing his, his magic secrets. 
You've got to be of the culture to know the culture. And when one doesn't live by the code, they're faking it. They're, they're, they're acting. They're, they're pretending to be something that they're not. Again, been in prison, but I ain't been in prison for telling. On that point of of, of false um, misrepresentation, you, do, you, do you have that problem where, given what you've seen, the authenticity of what you've been through, the realness of what you've experienced, your life essentially, when you see, do, do you come across youngsters that are pretending to be in gangs and they're trying to present themselves as being part of the bloods, for example. Um, and do these, do these people get brought to your attention and how do you deal with them if, if they do? You know, you ask multiple questions in, in one sentence. That's amazing. The culprit, the culprit is social media. I, I've never seen anybody get put on a gang or accepted in a gang on the telephone, <laughs> social media. I've never seen that. They're, they're internet gangsters. They, 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 they're internet gangsters. They, you know, and, and they toughen the motherfuckers sitting with their dirty ass Batman draws on in, in front of a computer or playing on their little cute phone. Or smartphones make you dumb, you know. But, but, when, but look, there was a time when your ass couldn't come outside unless you had hands, unless you could fight. You know, or you just stay your bitch ass in the house. Real simple. You know, but but now, you know, you, you look at certain people and, and they represent themselves because it's new to them. It's new to them. It's, it's not new to those of us who have actually been through this, lived through this, and some of us who have invented this. You know, so the, the code, they don't live by. They, they make up their own shit. And, and they don't know shit. <laughs> Yeah, I'll give you a prime example. Hey man, hey man, true story, true story. Hey man, I ain't no motherfucking snitch, man. Look, y'all gonna let me go if I tell y'all the truth? I, I'll tell you the truth, man. I'm gonna tell you the truth, but I ain't no motherfucking snitch, man. So, right, so like me and John John was there with, with, with little Juju and Insane, right? We was all there, right? But, but, but see, I didn't have no gun, right? But right, I was there. But, but I had no, see, right there is an omission of guilt. She told on herself and his whole fucking crew with the promise of him being let go. So once he admits to that crime, he, he's going to do some time. And, and, and that's breaking the code, is it? Motherfucker <laughs> say, shut the fuck up, lawyer. I'll give you that much. Shut up. That that wasn't that wasn't the lawyer. That that, that wasn't the lawyer. Before we get into that, your brother ain't said nothing but laugh through the whole interview. I, I want him to ask me one question. You want me to ask you one question? Your, your brother. So you want me to ask you another question? No, I, what, are bo both of y'all sound alike? Are y'all twins? Oh, we've both we've, we've both been speaking. Yeah, then both of y'all are twins. Y'all give women hell, don't y'all? No, have you seen the state of this guy? <laughs> Trust me, don't call me this guy's twin. You got to look at this oh, guy. Oh, 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 I hit your trigger. I hit your trigger. Ha <laughs> ha! <laughs> well, if you're asking me to ask you a question, I will take one more question. Now, which one is who's speaking? Which one of y'all is speaking? I, I'm not the lawyer. Ha, <laughs> you're not the lawyer. Okay, I got it. I got it. Uh, <laughs> do you know these, uh, over here, we've had lots of um, films about what it's like in prison. 
Uh, again, are they rep- are they representative? They've broken the code. They've broken the code. There's certain things you do not talk about. You know, everybody has a price. If a motherfucker got life and they're going to offer him some money or put some money on his books, he don't give a fuck because he got life in prison. So he's gotten away from the code. He's trying to survive. All right. But and, and see, white supremacy understands that. Like I told you in the beginning, everybody has a price. They just ain't found mine. They just haven't found mine. I got a price. I don't even know it. But I do have a price. I'm a human being. I don't really want to validate reality TV because reality TV is bullshit. You, you know what I mean? I, but I will say this. They broke the code. Plain and simple. All right. Mr. Rogers, it's been a real pleasure speaking with you. It's been education, I should say. Not a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. It's been an education speaking with you. Um, for those that don't know that, that will come to listen to this, uh, Mr. Rogers is involved in several community-based, positive, pro-action schemes um, to help youngsters um, find better choices, if I can just put it that way. If anybody wants to get involved and, and make a donation um, to your charity, um, how can they go about doing that? Um, PayPal. It's just Key Rogers, R, just the initial T, R-O-D-G-E-R-S. Self class, S E L F class. That's the PayPal. If y'all have Cash App in the UK, it's just the money sign and T Rogers INC. I would give you my bank account, but there are those of you who are prolific hackers, and I need my little coins. That's absolutely fine, Mr. Rogers. I so, think if they hacked into your bank account, they'd have a field day, wouldn't they, Mr. Rogers? I bet it's massive. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes I'm smart. Sometimes I have days when I'm too awkward and dumb to climb steps and chew gum. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Rogers, what does the T stand for? Here we go. <laughs> T means absolute and perfect. My last name, my slave name, last name, Rogers Plantation. It means famous warrior. So when you put my name together, I'm an absolute perfect famous warrior. So as through my travels, through my religious and enlightening journey, when, when, when I became a Muslim, you got to take on one of the 99 attributes of Allah, names of Allah. When, when, when I, no, my name is T. Rogers. I'm an absolute perfect famous warrior. Did you say when you was a Muslim? Look, I've been some of everything, bro. My, my journey, I've been everything. I've been a Muslim. I've been a Hebrew. I, I, I've been, look, I was a Mason, a Moor, and, 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 and a Muslim all at the same time. How conflicting. Well, one says, give away the information. The other one says, we're part of a secret society. Oh, that, that. <laughs> yeah. So I've traveled. I, I, Mr. Rogers, yes, I want to th- thank you again for your time. Thank you very much, Mr. Rogers. Thank you, sir. Have a, have a lovely have a lovely evening. Have a lovely Both afternoon. You too. Both of y'all too.